This episode of I Love Marketing is captured from one of Joe Polish's Genius Network events, the place the top entrepreneurs go to connect, contribute, and collaborate, and learn how to create an elf business, one that is easy, lucrative, and fun instead of a half business, one that is hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. Enjoy this presentation from Mike Keenix, who helps experts and visionaries worldwide become number one in their niche. In this presentation, Mike will show you how to discover the model of big levers of the hyper-successful, determine what your big lever is, and how to model and pattern big levers in your own business life. For the complete video recording of Mike's presentation and a few other goodies, visit ilovemarketing.com forward slash 235. That's ilovemarketing.com forward slash 235. I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. Presenters, my uh, my good friend Mike Koenigs. Um, Mike's awesome. Mike can make you a lot of money. Uh, Mike is very stealth. Also, uh, there's some materials he's given away. Some of his books, so there's only so much he can share with you. But Mike literally could speak for an entire week and deliver to you really uh, amazing, uh, amazing strategic business advice. Uh, he's the he's a best-selling author, three books, uh, CEO of Traffic Geyser, and Instant Customer. Uh, he actually holds a U.S. patent in cross-channel marketing. Uh, Mike's companies have produced nine consecutive multi-million-dollar launches. He's he's just a ninja with marketing strategy. But what's what's really what I think is profound is that uh, Mike recently um, went through nine months of treatment for uh, colorectal cancer, and I thought he was just going to die. And I just saw him a couple months ago for the first time after he'd come through the treatment and everything, and this like life change. And he, he had so much insight. And I spent a good deal of time talking with him about it. And he's just literally overcome something that's so intense. And the guy's just an amazing dude. So I want to give it up for uh, Mike Koenigs. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right, I got a lot of material for you, so I'm going to just dive in, but thank you. Um, so this is, oh, go back. I call it the big lever. And I love this saying, um, and this is ultimately about unlocking your manifestation machine. And inside of this are some grand lessons that I experienced over the past year. But I love this quote, give me a lever long enough and a fulcrum on which to place it, and I shall move the world. This was from Archimedes in 287 B.C., um, so a couple quick things about this 10-minute talk. First one, I'll talk to you a little bit about what is a big lever. And an example and a framework work to model um, what I consider the hyper-successful, their manifestation machines. The specific example I'm going to give to you today is going to take about half the presentation because instead of packing 10 examples, I thought I'd do one that's really good that I thought you would learn from. And also a little worksheet on how to determine your own big lever and inspire you to participate in a little project that I've been um, creating over the past few months. So first of all, the basic idea and the components of a big lever, if you look at it, a lever is one of the simplest machines, been around a long time. You've got a beam, that's the big arm that gets under what it is you wish to move. And then the fulcrum is what enables it. It is the how. So the beam is the what, and the fulcrum is the how. 
And my objective here is to try to create a recipe book filled with other people's big levers that help them manifest and change and create and make a difference and have a massive impact on the planet. So Joe already got into this. So the quick and dirty is uh, a little over a year ago, I was diagnosed with stage 3A colorectal cancer. It's a horrible, horrible disease. I had major surgery. They call it resectional surgery. It's unpleasant. Four months of chemotherapy, 33 radiation treatments. For the first time in my life, I really got to experience what it's like to suddenly have what would be considered like an 85-year-old's body that didn't function. There were days when I'd walk around with one eye open just to conserve energy. And I realized my body was not me. And it is when you become and get closer to death that you actually become and get closer to life. And um, I was given the great gift from Janet of TM. So I studied TM, and I also have been practicing Zazen with a, a master. And through meditation, I experienced a great, intense amount of compassion. I really realized what it was that motivated me and what drives me. And in an hour a day, that's about how much time I had, I got more done than I normally do in a regular uh, day, and I managed to write a couple of books and produce a couple of products and had a couple of multi-million dollar launches despite all that, okay? I couldn't help myself, but I was driven by something different. It was not, no, it wasn't fear anymore and not being enough and not having enough. It was, I really connected with what became my big lever, and I'll reveal that to you in a moment. So what I'm going to share with you right now is Peter Diamandis' big lever. I had the great fortune of being able to interview him about this. So there's two chunks to this. I'm going to just start it right away. So this is the first one. I asked him, what is your big lever, Peter? The idea of what is my big lever actually uh, is a compelling thought because I think it's my, my, my sense of optimism and my belief that we can do the biggest things in our world. That when I go for my biggest, boldest adventures, that that's a refreshing thought for people and that people gravitate towards wanting to be part of that. And so I think about asteroid mining. I think about solving the world's grand challenge. I think about human longevity. I think about all of these areas. And uh, I think that's a unique conversation that I have with amazing people that they don't have someplace else. And I think people want to be associated with big, bold adventures. And that lever gives me, uh, gives me something that, uh, that they want to be part of. So uh, I've never thought about it that way, but I do think that that's uh, one of my big levers is. All right. So that's the first chunk. All right. <clears throat> so that was the big what. And um, it's about the big dream and the pursuing. big vision. How people hear about your idea first matters a lot. And I have this concept that we have this line of credibility in our minds. And when someone tells you, pitches you an idea that's below the line of credibility, you dismiss it out of hand. Right. And if, if it's above the line of credibility, it either, either eventually dips below and they dismiss it or it grows in, in probability and they say they get behind it. But we also have in our minds this line of super credibility. And if you can pitch someone your idea above the line of super credibility, then they want to be part of it and they want to get involved. So how you present your idea initially to people really matters. So as an example, when I was pitching the X Prize 
back in 1996, before I even had the money. I had no teams. Right? Yeah. It was an idea. I pitched it. I was on a stage we created under the arch in St. Louis where Lindbergh raised his money. And on stage with me, I got 20 astronauts. I had the head of NASA, the head of the FAA. I had the Lindbergh family. And when I announced this idea of a $10 million competition, you have to remember I had no money and no teams. It was still picked up around the world and people said, wow, that's amazing. How can I be part of that? Yeah. Now, it took me a while to get to the point where I could have those astronauts and have those, but I waited to pitch it to the world until I had enough super credibility that when they heard it, they backed it. So basically what you did is you borrowed the credibility, yes. but you had to um, present an idea that clearly resonated with the already converted. Yes. Who and I had, also had credibility of their own and ultimately they're willing to lend it to you. Does that seem about right? Absolutely correct. And, you know, there were people who said no and said, that's a crazy idea. It'll never happen. You know, the traditional aerospace companies, whatever it might be, I didn't invite them to my stage to announce it. But the ones who I filtered through, who got it, said, yeah, that's a cool idea. And I've seen you've done these other things before. And so I'll be part of that. And, and it was literally the credibility of who was on stage with me um, that was massive enough, enough, super credible enough that allowed it to launch into the universe and eventually. Right. So you get the basic idea. So here's the construct for you really quickly. So thanks to Peter for that. I really appreciate it, Peter. All right, I know. It is what it is, my friend. It's the content. So here's his big lever, as I define it, is, is how he communicates his big, leg, his big vision is the beam and ultimately getting above the line with super credibility. It's broad credibility. So my challenge for you right now is think about how can you apply his model, his manifestation machine in your own life, and also is this giving you some ideas of maybe what your own is. So here's the second part of this, though. This was something that my wife used to work with Deepak Chopra, ran his marketing for a couple of years, and this quote is so powerful. It's, be grateful for your divine discontentment. It brings your next horizon. It is your creative impulse. So after interviewing Peter, I thought, okay, what else is there that gets underneath this? And for me, my divine discontentment is... I see so much wasted potential in the world right now, and right now, more than ever before, we need inspired problem solvers who solve the world's biggest problems and are ex incredibly resourceful, and our current educational systems are not building and creating that, in my opinion. So what um, understanding what your divine discontentment is what drives your great vision, I believe that is the case at least for entrepreneurs. So... If you deconstruct your own big lever, you start out with what is your big vision and answer the question, what is your divine discontentment that is driving that, that drives you to achieve that vision? The next is what or who must you get under to accomplish the, that vision, the beam? In other words, it's people, it's a thing, it's something massive that you need to move and ultimately how do you move the beam? What's the fulcrum? What's going to give you that leverage? Okay, so that's the deconstruction. And is there someone you can model? Again, my outcome, my goal for you and to work with you is to actually create a recipe book of big levers. So a few observations I've had. First of all is fall in love with your discontent and your vision. That's what Deepak talks about. And also fall in love with the one. 
For me, my big vision or my big lever is telling transformational stories. And ultimately, I sell technology solutions that help people get more stuff done. So understanding your perfect audience and being able to communicate that vision to the one and absolutely falling in love with who they are so you can see them and visualize them and speak to them directly with video or whatever the media is. And then Practice empathy and compassion for them. If you are not practicing a meditative practice, I highly recommend it. That is the vehicle and the path, in my opinion. And to get under those who influence that audience, so again, you can amass a following very, very rapidly and share stories of transformation. So my ask that I have for you is I would love to interview you. We are amongst achievers in this room. You are all achievers. It would be my honor if I could interview you um, for this book. And if you're interested in all this material, um, you're certainly welcome to send your email to that phone number that's on the page. It's 858-346-7300. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is what I live for. I love to share and teach. And it's an honor to be alive right now and to be sharing this life with you. Thank you. Joe.